Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, happenstance to thee, Robin. Hello, John. Saw you at the bar there. Sorry I was a bit late coming down from the uh, ulterior rooms above the moon underwater. You look very refreshed. Yeah, well, I've just been cleaning an awful lot of our more ancient pewters. Oh, I love a pewter. And some of the the, the old china um, tankards that we have up there. Yeah. A lot of them embossed and adorned with sort of very I'm going to say old English scenes, frescoes, if that's not to an Italian word for old English scene. A lot of wheat being baled. Isn't a fresco something where you have to apply the paint on wet plaster? Is that a fresco? I would imagine so. I would imagine so. It certainly sounds something of that order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of yeomen on the, uh, on the pewters and the chinas, sort of pushing, carrying... Certainly observing um, sort of carts yeah, with hops. But they're, they're upstairs. They're not actually on display in the moon underwater downstairs. But I thought I'd better keep them uh, ship-shape and, and bee fashion. Bee fashion. Bristol fashion. Bristol yeah. fashion. Sorry, you're just saving time, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah. Actually, it's actually taken more time, more time. <laughs> to say it now. No, yeah, yeah. Sure. So the yeoman are, uh, the yeoman are, are present. Well, they're... They're sort of big. It's a bit like Christmas decorations. Yeah. You never know when the moon underwater is going to get them down. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And will they work year on year? You have to test them. Well, because they've all got bulbs. Yeah, you have to test each yeoman to see which one's the weak link. Yeah, they're quite dangerous, actually, because when you're drinking out of a tankard with a bulb in the bottom, obviously it makes a nice sort of all glows, but it uh, there is a lot of wiring there. Yeah, there is, yeah. <laughs> is everything all right john how are you yes i'm good actually uh i'm good i'm i'm interested in in the way the moon underwater has revealed itself tonight it's what do you think what do you think about it um i th- i think it looks it's dimly lit for, for sure yes it's been it's been brighter in here but i don't like i, I don't like a bright pub but no. I, I i can't i'm str- it's rem, it's reminding me of when i went to wookie hole uh-huh and we all had to take turn our uh, kind of hard hats 
lamps off, you know, it is that dark. Well, do you know, I think it's taking a leaf out of Ye Old Trip to Jerusalem's book. Oh, yeah. A lot of the nooks and crannies tonight are sort of built into very ancient stonework. They really are. They really are. I love those little alcove uh, almost bits in um, Ye Old Trip to Jerusalem in Nottingham. Mm, I haven't been there for... 20 odd years and now you know it was it was famous stakes are claimed to be one of the oldest pubs in england and now it's of course it's even older <laughs> yeah it keeps getting older yeah. Uh, yes. but yeah i think you're right a very cavey vibe in the moon underwater tonight yes absolutely um, right but we've had quite the week in pubs haven't we we really have so many weeks in in pub so many pubs in a week i should say yeah absolutely spot on can can we list them all in turn Yes, well, to begin with, I, I mean, I guess we could start with the. We went to Alexandra Palace to see Kazma Coombs, which was a fantastic gig, and we went to the Prince before, which I'd never been to before, but that was a great pub. That was a cracking, cracking pub. A superb selection of beers. Yes, and beautiful tiling outside. Really liked it, and we'll come on to this in a minute. Really good crisps, Mackies, which I have not seen south of the border. I've never had Mackey's pickled onion in England. Yeah. Until that night. Until that very night. And I panicked and bought quite a few packets. <laughs> yeah. You did, didn't you? You bought three. Mm. Yeah. Um, I do like a pickled onion crisp. Um, Friday, I don't think I did anything. Saturday, I went out to the Sham, to Amersham. To Amersham, with old Johnny J.R. and a few other pals from school and uni. Yes, a few pals, and we went to the Eagle, Elephant Castle, the Saracen's Head. Dare we raise the spectre of what happened in the Elephant and Castle, Robin? Oh, yes, of course. Please raise the spectre. Yeah. There was also, well, there was an awful lot of chat between you and our friend Phil, the two big lager guys of the gang. Yes, yeah, fair to say. Because the rest of us are sort of team ale. Mm. But Phil was saying he likes lager because it all tastes the same. And you were like, you said you think you could tell the difference between different lagers. Yes. So Phil proposed a lager taste test. Yeah. And he brought uh, three halves in unmarked glasses of Amstel, Moretti and Camden Hells. Yeah. And you and Phil performed a blind taste test. Do you want to talk us through the results? Okay. I thought it would be fairly easy, but the, the, the only sticking point is Amstel and Moretti, because they are quite similar, really. Uh, but Camden Hells, I could recognise that blindfold. I mean, it was blindfold. Yeah. I mean, Camden Hells has got a very strong... I mean, it's it's an acquired taste, I think, because I find it has a, almost like... kind of um, very sharp taste, almost, almost metallic, not in a bad way. Yeah. Um... Or maybe that's kind of a synesthesia kind of... Kind of a, is there a big strength a difference between those three, or they're all about the same? I want to say Hell's is stronger as well and tastes stronger. So Hell's was so easy, and the colour as well is a lot lighter. But I did get Moretti and Amstel wrong. But I I think that's fine, because they are... I feel that they're, they're pretty similar, really. But I do think with Lager... If, if it had been much more distinct, and maybe, let's say, slightly better Lagers... I'm not. I'm not slagging off Amstel. I'm not slagging off Moretta. Are you saying that if the lagers had tasted more different, you might have been able to taste the difference between the lagers? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think also the problem with a three-drink taste test: you get one wrong, 
you've got two wrong, so you got most of them wrong. Yeah, I know, I know, and that did that did really stick in the old craw. Um, but I do, yeah. But I suppose that was the purpose of the of the test as well, because it was about testing, let's say, your kind of low tier lagers. So I do think Phil probably he he did. He was proved right in that it's hard to tell the difference. Your low, your low tier lagers. I'm I'm reluctant as to how much detail to give, but I did taste what I think is the worst alcoholic drink I've ever had when we went to see Casper Coombs. Not at the Prince. Oh, really? At uh, the Prince was great. The beer was very, very well kept. But at the bar in Ali Pali, they had a very sort of small bar with just cans and bottles, which is fair enough, you know. And I, I'd made the switch to cider. But then I felt I wanted just like a little sort of cocktaily type vibe. And then these pre-canned cocktails that are quite the rage now. Mm. Like a kind of one step up from a M&S train can. And it was, I think I won't name the company, um, but it was a vodka and rhubarb Ooh. like cocktail or or seltzer or something. And I bought two cans to take in with me into the arena. And it tasted of absolutely nothing it tasted like soda water that just had a stick of rhubarb squeezed into it it was so bad and you think with that sort of thing if you're buying that you're sort of look on the lookout for a sweet fruity sugary sort of alcoholic hit it's not difficult to make that good and a lot of companies do manage to make them very good Oh man, it was rank. I drank. I drank. I sort of really had to fight my way through one, and then just left the other one. Yeah, I can't remember what I was drinking at the at the gig. Actually, uh, I think it's fair to say I got slightly overserved. Quite emotional. You were drinking Amstel. Oh, was I? Yeah. Oh, God, I should have been able to recognise it. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, great gig though. Wonderful. And we met Cavs backstage. We gig certainly was, did. Gave me some celery from the rider. Mmm, it's great. I should have put it in my bloody cocktail. Yes, please. Any other pubs you went to? Uh, no, I've not been to any other pubs uh, in weeks. I uh, had a few drinks around at mine over the weekend as well. Uh, at a lovely Primitivo. Oh, it's called Zin. Oh, lovely. And it's got a romantic lady on the front cover. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but I went to Majestic Wine and they said, um, they said it's the the best, one of the best wines in the shop. It's only a tenner a bottle. Mm. Um, it's called Pasqua, Desire, Lush and Zin. Oh, wow. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Another pub I went to, as I went to the George in Soho yesterday, which is a really good pub. Oh, yeah, great pub. Amazing. And they had 1936 lager on, which was really, really nice. What's that? It's a Swiss lager. Just very, very nice. But yeah, it was a good. It was a good night. I, I, it was. It was Jack and I, who I do the Beatles podcast with. We we went to. We were doing an interview with Andrew O'Neill, and then we went to a book launch of uh, John Higgs, who's just written a book about the Beatles and Bond, and that was at the Social in in Soho, which is a really nice bar. I don't know if you've ever been, but it was great because it was one of these things where it felt like everyone there was like, so cool, and there were so many interesting people there. Like writers, musicians, you know, there's uh, Luke Turner, great author, Leas from the Fat White Family. Was it like being in a salon? Yeah. Jeremy Della, the Turner Prize winning artist, was there. And it's like, it really felt like, you know, Jack and I, it was like, oh, we, we've arrived. We're part of the melee. 
you know just it was it was brilliant you know chatting to all these people and then um jack got a nosebleed and i walked into a door <laughs> oh no oh god <laughs> absolutely ruined the melee for ourselves <laughs> So bad. Do you think he got a nosebleed out because he was excited about having arrived in the London literary scene? I don't know. He'd had a bit of a cold and he sneezed, and that really brought it on. Oh. And then I walked, <laughs> walked to see if he was okay. And I, well, so I didn't walk into a door. I walked into like you know like a door stop when the door is it's to stop it hitting against the wall. Oh right, yeah. So this thing poking out of the wall. I walked into and I like. I I I was in so much pain. Oh man, it was horrible. What did the What did the London media elite make of that? They just I don't know really. I just I thought they probably thought I was. Um, maybe it made me a bit like a bit more interesting. Like why is that guy got a limp? Yeah, you know. <laughs> why is his friend covered in blood? You know? <laughs> no, it was fine. It was a really good night. It was just quite funny. You know, to think you're being sophisticated and then completely let yourself down. Yeah, but it's I, it's better to let yourself down in those scenarios. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But it's a good spot, the social. I liked it a lot. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, I thought I'd heard you sighing for the mist earlier, but it may have been a stifled moan from your <laughs> Malay injury. Yeah, well, it was. Well, the funny thing was, it was a moan, and when I looked up from moaning, the mist man had delivered. So, so I kind of killed two birds with one stone there. Killed two birds with one moan. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I should have, that's why you're a good comedian. Um, <laughs> had some great mists in. A couple of people talking about big bands and small pubs. My friend uh, James got in touch to say. What you're talking about is venues, not pubs. Uh, which you know, but you know, just um, just you know, lighten up, just 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 deal with it. James. Also, we're talking uh, about pubs that are well, venues. Is the Fleece a pub in Bristol? Let's say. Uh, no, I'd say it wasn't a pub. Okay, I'd say it's a venue with a bar. Yeah, sure. Um, so we're kind of both right in a way. Uh, but here we go. This one is from Gary. In August 2001, I saw the white stripes at the Roadhouse in Manchester, which was a basement underneath a taekwondo dojo. Due to the low ceiling and hot summer night, it was a rather sweaty affair. My mate told me he had to wear red and white to get in. 
I, of course, did not believe him, but wore a red T-shirt just in case. So there you go, white stripes early, very early in the in the day. That's quite a, that's quite a sight. But that is in a venue, isn't it? Not a pub. Yeah. Is that from James? That was no, that was from Gary. Okay, thanks, Gary. But not I what think, we're looking for. <laughs> I think we've kind of hoisted ourselves on our own petard here. But here we go. Here's another one from Tim. Just thought I'd drop you a mist to let you know of a band I saw in a pub. Here we go. I saw Biffy Clyro around 2001-2 in the very small back room of the Victoria Inn in Derby. I, along with around 30 other people, saw them thrash their way through their first and, in my opinion, best album. After the gig, my wife and sister said hello and asked for an autograph. The only thing I had to hand was a flyer for the band Rival Schools. Biffy refused to sign it, saying they were, and I quote, shit. So no Biffy, <laughs> no Biffy Clyro autographs for me. I mean, this was the pre-selfie days. Yeah, I think also maybe from old Biff there, a little bit of the arrogance of the new band. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone in Biffy Clyro called Biff, is there? No, they're named after a Cliff Richard pen. A yeah, they are. A spoonerism, yeah, which I like. You once got uh, um, Stuart Braithwaite to sign a Philip Glass LP? <laughs> Yeah, I did. And he did. Yeah. My friends got Finnegan's Wake signed by uh, Nadia Sawala. What an extraordinary meeting of minds. Yeah. So if you've got anything signed by someone that isn't the thing that they are famous for or did, then please let us know. Um, Yeah. But anyway, I mentioned this uh, briefly before. We got uh, Jamie's written in Crisps in Pubs. And he runs a, an Instagram account called Crisps and Pints. Hello, John and Robin. Big fan of the podcast here. Writing to you from up north, Ramsbottom specifically. However, I don't partake. I've noticed you talk quite a bit on the podcast about the north-south divide, uh, with pubs that have sparklers being mainly up north. I've been documenting Crisps and Pints for the last couple of months and have found an overwhelming amount of Piper's Crisps, nice but average, being stocked behind bars. The lack of variety can be frustrating. Quite frankly, it pisses me right off. (laughs) The the crisp market is ripe for disruption. I was wondering, is this a northern issue, or is the same problem also prominent in your local boozers down there? If not, I'm on my way. Best wishes, Jamie. And it's at crisps and pints, if you want to follow Jamie there. Well, this is an interesting thing, because I do get annoyed with seeing the same. I get annoyed with seeing real everywhere, real crisps. The brand, not like, not as in they're not imaginary. I think James is bang right that for some reason pubs seem to ignore the range of crisps available in, for example, a supermarket or newsagent, and they go to either Piper's, is it Salty Dog? Yeah, I'm not a fan of Salty Dog, really. Some of them are okay. And real crisps. And it's like, it's almost like, I don't know whether a pub brand has created those crisps or they're sort of created for the pub market. But save, like, I quite like the salty dog mustard ones. Mm. I quite like the real roast ox ones, the brown ones. But they're they're all quite a similar crisp. Quite oily, quite a hard crunch. And also just get get a bit of fun in there. Get some Monster Munch. Get some Monster Munch. Get some discos. Get some knickknacks. Yeah, knickknacks. I was in, in the George, the pub I just mentioned, uh, they had twiglets, which I thought was a lovely touch. That's a that really is a nice touch. Yeah, but it is strange. There does seem to be a bit of a monopoly on the pub crisp market by brands you don't see for sale in supermarkets. There, I've said it. Yep, yep. But you know, as we said, what a delight to see Mackies. Mackies do fantastic haggis crisps as well. Mm. They're very, very nice. 
Um, yeah, so do do write in with crisps you'd like to see in pubs. I think I'd love to bring back Brannigans and have them <laughs> as like the national pub crisp. Bring back Brannigans. It really rolls off the tongue. Well, I've talked. I told you about slabs, didn't I? Yes. Which are kind of ultra Brannigans. They're really good. Um, we've got another mist in here from Ryan. Dear John and Robin, so this is about misheard drinks orders. Dear John and Robin, midterm listener, first time mister, your discussion about misheard drink orders brought to mind one such occasion when I was 17. This was around 15 years ago, and before the almighty Thatcher's gold had taken hold in every pub in the county, the local tipple of choice was more often between Stowford Press, Blackthorn Dry, or even Old English. As cider clearly isn't sweet enough for those of us in the Shire. Hang on, where is he writing from? He should. He, that, that would probably explain. I guess it's Gloucestershire. Uh, anyway, uh, in the Shire, the massive trend of the time was to have a large dash of fizzy Vimto. Not sure how far afield this acquired taste is was enjoyed, but pints of Vimto and cider, or VC, is all I saw when I first began pubbing. On the occasion in question, I was fulfilling the yokel stereotype by attending a Wurzels gig at a local cricket club. Very nice. Underage, I strode up to the cricket club bar and confidently asked for a pint of VC, please. The barman looked at me a little oddly, but I put that down to him judging my age, and he went away to make my drink. A few moments later, he presented me with a black-coloured drink. I inquired, sorry, what's this? A pint of vodka and coke. Fly. Goodness knows how many measures of spirit had made their way into the glass. Never having drank vodka before, I was a little alarmed. But as an underager, we don't condone this, by the way. I didn't want to cause a fuss, so paid the much more than I was expecting tab and wurzled the night away with an ever decreasing memory of the evening. Wow, a pint of vodka and coke—that's quite a lot, isn't it? Wow. Was this because I talked about when we were, um, or when I was at the uh, four pure? tap room yeah yeah we had a chat about and and you also ordered the, in the same night to what was it a, 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 a kind of a, a flavored gin wasn't it oh no that was in um that was in greenwich when i asked for a an orange gin and soda that's right whereas the person i was getting the drink for wanted an orange gin mm. and soda it sounds like it could be the next eats shoots and leaves uh yeah but i'd ordered a diet coke and the guy i think the guy thought i said a darkened oats <laughs> oh that's right yeah <laughs> um but yeah but i've never heard of the vimto and cider thing i certainly have heard of um what is it blackcurrant and guinness i did used to occasionally drink that i think people did used to drink cider and black as well when we were teenagers so it's just one it's just the logical extension of cider and blackcurrant cordial which I guess is the modern day, well, is the olden times version of a strongbow dark fruits. There you go. Yeah, never had a strongbow dark fruits. Uh, I have. Just leave, leave it there. Yeah. Um, great. Well, thanks so much for writing in with your mists. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, and send any more mists to John at moonunderpod.com. Robin will cipher them. We will read them out. Uh, and we will also continue to discuss our week in pubs and our pub in weeks. I'm about to go to uh, Portugal mm. for uh, a golf trip. So I've got anxiety about whether they're going to have access to anything other than sort of uh, continental lagers in the bar. So I'll report back. Yeah. Uh, but for now, folks, we bid you adieu. Bye bye. Bye. Cheers.